Welcome to Kitzur Bekitzur. We're up to Simen Kuf Yud Dalid. Halachas of selling chometz. Sif Aleph. Now you're not allowed to have chometz in your rishos on Pesach. If it's sold to a guy, then it's not your chometz. It's not owned by a Jew. Then it's okay. You can use it after Pesach, and you could buy it back from the guy after Pesach. Problem is, you have sometimes you have a hard time finding a guy to buy. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you have a whole community selling chometz, be millions of dollars of chometz. So he puts down a down payment, and you know, to be paid after Pesach, he'll finish paying later. And if after Pesach he doesn't want to finish paying, so like, okay, we're gonna have to buy it back from you. So now the kitzer goes through the process. He says that if, if a yid did own chametz on Pesach, that's that's an iser every single second of baliro and baliyemotze. Plus, that chametz itself is oser bano forever, even if he did a bittel before Pesach. So, if someone does have a lot of chametz and he's not able to destroy it, he has to sell it to a guy before Pesach. While he's still, it can't be right, it can't be on Pesach. He has to sell it before while he's still able to get enough from it. It's still his to sell. If you do this, then you could eat that chametz after Pesach. It's still a valid sale, even if you know that the guy is not going to touch it and he's going to give it back to the Jew after Pesach. Now, this sale should not just be a ceremonial transaction. It has to be a 100% true sale to the guy. One, uh, with, he shouldn't sell it for more than it's actually worth. It should be a valid sale. It's not a joke. After Pesach, he asks the guy, you know, hey, you owe me a lot of money for all the chametz that I sold you. And the guy is going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have $5 million to pay for your chametz. So the Jew says, you know what? Sell, sell me back the chametz for however much money. Usually, you, you give back, you, pay, you buy it back from the guy more than the guy put down as a down payment, so the guy makes a couple of dollars. If the guy decides not to sell back the chametz, you can make him sue him in court and force him to sell it back. I'm sorry, you can't sue him in court. You can't force him to give it back. Technically, I mean, legally, 100%, it is his chametz. What you could do is you could you can demand that he pays you the full value of all the chametz that he bought. And that, you could, you could take him to court to, to, to pay back. However much chametz you sold him, that's how much you can be toying, you can claim from him. It's not a charade. You sell it to him the same way you would actually be selling this quantity and quality of food. And nowadays, Ramesha writes that we, we appoint our Rav to be our shliach, and we have to tell the Rav that you are my shliach to sell all of my chametz, to rent the place where the chametz is, and to give the guy the right to access the chametz in my house, in that area that he's renting, that, that he bought. The chametz that he bought in the place that he rented. Okay. Now, in the next, the kids, it tells us that the chametz that you sell to the guy can't be in a Jewish house. This is an Isidra Abonan, that the chametz can't be in your rishus. He might come to eat it if it's in his rishus. So the best is for the guy to take it to his house. Oh, okay, but if he can't take it to his house, it's a tremendous amount of chametz. So the Jew has to rent him that room where the chametz is located. You write that down in the shtar, the area, the space where the chametz is, how much he's renting that space for. And by renting that space, he also gets the chametz that's there. This is a Kenyan agav. Agav the karka, agav the, the land, the space that I'm renting you, you get the metaltalin, you get the chometz that's in that area. Usually the, the Rav who is selling it uses a whole bunch of different types of kinyonim, and he should say that whichever kinyon works, I want to sell it, sell it to you, the guy, by means of those kinyonim. 
Not that I want to use all the kinyanim, I want to use all effective kinyanim. He should specify exactly the, the unit price of every type of chametz that he's selling him. You don't have to say the exact quantity. You could just write that, you know, per unit is this and this price. You also add the words ad limedida until the time that it's actually measured. This says that the, the, the determination of the actual amount of chametz that's there is to be how much is to be paid, or that remains subject to the measuring that will take place after Pesach. You know, we'll figure out exactly how many ounces of pasta are in the pantry, and then we'll pay kefi that. You could also list every type of chametz that's there, and say that we'll actually take an appraisal of the value of this chametz by a certain person or in front of a a bezdin to figure out exactly the value of what this chametz is. If Moshe writes nowadays, we do everything through the Rav, there's no chiv to list the types of chametz that are being sold in the star. Even if the Rav's minig is to have the types of chametz specified in the star, the seal includes any type of chametz, even if it's not specified. Or even if he wrote some chametz that he doesn't actually have there. However, there are two stars. There's a star between us and the Rav, and the Rav, and the guy. It's best to specifically write in both of these stars any type of chametz that's included, right? That whatever chametz is there is sold, even if it, even if I if I left out something or even if I didn't specify. Now, whatever's written in the star should also be spoken out with the guy. The guy gives a down payment, and the rest of the money is on loan to the rav to whoever's selling selling the chametz. Everything there is written in the star, and he also gives the guy a key. You could also tell him where to pick up a key. It's also to, to, to set up this room, to lock it, in a way that the guy can't access it. If the chametz was unaccessible to the guy, then that chametz is chametz over lava Pesach, and it's also to be eaten forever after Pesach. Boom. Make sure it's accessible. At least have the combination written. Say, go to Yankel, he'll let you in. Now, if someone's selling chametz that's in a kli, and if he sells it to the guy, then when he gets it back, he'll have to toivel it. So don't sell the, the, the kli with the chametz. Only sell the chamet that's in the kli. Once it goes back into the shos of a guy, it needs a, a new tefillah. Have a wonderful day. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.